And I ain't hit no drop in a minute. No, I'm about yeah. my business. Rappers Guy Podcast, episode 62. It's your host, Diggy Metro. Bears Pagliacci. And today we wanted to talk about being more interactive with your audience, mm-hmm. uh, finding ways to be creative and to get your audience involved in your music career. Uh, a lot of us as artists, we're very um, closed off. We like to work on stuff in the confines of wherever we're comfortable. And a lot of the time, we don't actually incorporate the audience's advice. Mm-hmm. I think one of the major ways we don't do that is uh, download the Spotify for Artists app. You look at the songs that do work and you look at the songs that don't work. There is a pattern. Mm-hmm. And we'll sit there and we won't pay any attention to that. We'll just put out whatever we feel. And I think that there's good in that because you're young and you're kind of getting things laid out and ironed out. So it's experimentation. But also, if you have songs that just don't work, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. So. What you could take from that is that, okay, fans like when I work on these type of records. Fans don't like when I work on these type of records. Let me stop working on these as much. And and notice I'm saying as much because at the end of the day, it's your call. Yeah, You can make whatever you feel, but I would start making the tracks that do resonate with the fans. And even if that, even if those songs have 100 plays versus one of your songs that has 15 plays, there's a difference. There's a reason for it. Drastic difference. You know, you could look at that and you could actually uh, take that analysis and, and go and run with it. You can go into the studio with a different mindset. Okay, cool. These type of beats actually work. These don't. Maybe it's because you sound better on those tracks. Maybe that style of music actually works better for you. So that's one way to, on the back end, show the fans that you are paying attention to what they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, on the front end, if you're sitting there and you have all these different social media platforms and you do have an audience that reaches out to you, get them incorporated. Yes. You know, especially when it's early Mm -hmm. on, like there's nothing like someone feeling like they were with you on the journey. Mm -hmm. And the important part about being with you on the journey is like, these fans are going to grow up with you. They're going to spend their money on you. They're going to feel like they're a, a part of you. And that's kind of what we're all looking for. We're looking for the audience that will come out and see us whenever we pull up to a city. And like when we discussed like, you know, the biggest issue when we, you know, talked about fake streams, I feel like there's been less of a conversation about that, even though I know it still happens. But Well, it's because everyone's getting ripped down for it. Yeah, and people are being a little bit more mindful of that whole shit. But like more so the the hardest part about those fake streams is that there's no interaction. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what we're always looking for. It's like... All these streams doesn't matter if there's nobody that's actually interacting, speaking to me, let me know what they like, what they don't like, if what they're responding to, do they like these visuals, do they not like these visuals? Oh, All yeah. it is the is data, just a number. Right. The data doesn't matter at that point. You feel me? Because it's just like, what am I going to do with said number? I can't really too, be too happy about a number if I don't see any results coming from the interaction. So that's kind of one of the things that we, as artists, you always have to be mindful of that you that's what you're initially looking for. We kind of move off of the feeling of being interacted with more so than off the feeling of, you know, these, this number is just going up higher and higher. You just love to see people reach out and let you know, hey, I like this song. I love this, what you did with this video. This is a vibe. This is a bop. You're looking for that interaction at all times. But how are you going to produce that? You got to be able to figure out where you're going to find that at. Yeah, because that like, like that, say you got 50,000 fake streams. That number only feels good for a second, especially it can't feel good for you when you're sitting there knowing that it's not real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that would be the equivalent of having $50,000 in a video game. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you know, like, it's you amazing. know, it's not your money. Mm-hmm. It's not real money. It doesn't equate to anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you have 50,000 streams. They're fake. They're not going to pay you out. They're not going to do anything. And you're running the risk of your music being pulled down. Why would you want to run that risk? Why would you want to run the risk of not having the data to support anything that you're doing? We're in a, a data-driven business now. It's always been, mm-hmm. but like we have access to the data now. So you could sit there and you could actually look at the songs like we're saying. You can look at all the plays and see which songs are working. If you're paying for fake streams, you can no longer do that because there's no honesty there at all. And and like, the, you know, when you see the number, I know you, some of you may look, stay at home like, oh, well, you know, our number is some form of interaction. It's like, no, because like, once again, does that number going to translate to actual sales of shows of people going to actually come to a show that's the real interaction that's where that really takes place that's where that hand to hand happens I haven't seen something um, you know where they said if you are opening up like a show for someone after you finish your set try to go over to somebody's to well, the main artist's merch table whatever the case may be and kind of go into the crowd have that hand to hand interaction because those interactions you're looking for and that's going to make that lasting impression on people to make sure that the next time they do see you on social media, they say a few words, they comment onto that picture, they share it, they like it. Those things really matter because that's the interaction that we need to basically be looking for the entire time. Also, most venues that you perform at allow you to set up your own merch table. Mm-hmm. The important part about setting up a more, uh, merch table is not necessarily selling clothing. Mm-hmm. That's just so, a byproduct. Right. The important part is really uh, being able to speak to people that might have enjoyed your craft. And actually building a relationship with them. So what you should do is when someone is willing to come over and buy a shirt or they're willing to come over and introduce themselves and tell you that they like your music or whatever, you should get their uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. You should put them on an email list. Mm -hmm. You should let them know the next time you're performing. Because that's all it takes. Just that one interaction. That's all it takes for them to become uh, supporters. And... A person who supports you, yeah, they won't come to every single show, but when it's when it works for them, when when it's convenient, when they have off, they will. You know what I mean? They'll say, you know, I met him; he was cool. Mm-hmm. And you got to understand, like, what we're doing, no matter how big or small you are, it's very intriguing to someone who's just a regular consumer. Yes, you might think like, yeah, everyone's an artist. That's that's fine, but not not necessarily. Like, there is a normal person there who thinks that music is insane, like the process of it. And just being able to be a part of it or just having an output or just an input, I should say, that makes them more invested in that person as artist. Like, oh, I didn't have this chance before to do this. You know, I didn't have this chance before with this artist to be able to say, oh, do you like this version better or do you like this version better? Let me know A or B. And then when you see that the, that final product comes out and that was your option or your choice as a fan, you're like, oh shit, I kind of made this a happen. Part. I yeah. played a part in this. Everything with us, especially with social media, is trying to get people involved. More people are going to like your stuff if you are incorporating their opinions into the stuff you're working on. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Yes. You know, if someone says, I don't like this type of music, but you look at your stats and everything backs the opposite, then you have to look at that. Technical difficulties. Technical, yeah. Technical difficulties. <laughs> the mic Bill's, came down on me. <laughs> Bill's mic fell down, so uh, we're going to try to edit that as seamlessly as possible. <laughs> Anyways, um, where we were at was uh, talking about 
how you can get people um, kind of incorporated into your live show and, you know, merch tables and, and how that interaction has to go. And, um, you know, I think what's dope about being an artist is that we are doing something pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. I think that the fact that we're able to uh, paint these pictures and, and create these landscapes right from our brain, we hear something and we can make that into a whole thing. Like, uh, we can take something. It's like, it's just like creating a beautiful shirt. You know what I mean? Like we're creating a fabric and we're actually like sitting there and we're uh, creating this design all from within our head. And again, when you're chilling around a lot of artists, you see that as the norm. Mm-hmm. When you're chilling around people that have never seen this done before, they're looking at that like, wow, this is amazing. And I think that we forget that too often. Like when we're thinking about the audience, we're forgetting that what we do is actually pretty fucking incredible. And at any point, everybody doesn't have that artistic point or that artistic bone in their body. And, you know, even deeper than just making something out of thin air, not everybody has the power or the the mindset or that bone in their body to be able to market said art or get people to interact with said art. Because you can have the most fire music in the world, but if you're not able to really connect with people or get people to interact with said music, it's all for nothing. Because we all know that there's five artists that we all know that just never get anywhere. It's like, maybe the music was good, but trying to get the music in front of people just wasn't the approach that needed to be taken. And that... That, at the end of the day, that becomes the bigger issue. So, you know, like, even when it comes to, like, platforms like, uh, you know, Instagram, you know, when you post a story, sometimes, you know, if you're trying to market your own shit, it's basically going to limit the engagement that you're going to get or the amount of people that's going to be able to view it. But if you post, like, a poll or you post something where you're getting people's attention to, like, answer a question and the more people are interacting with that question, if they find it interesting, then you post something about your music, you're more likely to get more carryover or that spillover because you got people interacting with something. That's what it's all about. If people are interacting, more eyes are going to be able to view it, which means that I'm going to push this shit out to more people. But it's only if they're interacting with that content. Right. Like that algorithm actually benefits uh, the person who is getting a lot of interaction. Exactly. And it actually demotes the person who is not. Exactly. So it's like, it's your job. If you want more eyes on your shit, it's your job to get interaction because the algorithm will pick that up and then go, oh, last time that he posted a poll or she posted a poll, a lot of people responded to it. Mm-hmm. So when they post another poll, let's push that out to everyone. And even when it comes to like thinking of the questions, sometimes it can be music wise. Like, you know, for example, sometimes I'll post something on my, you know, my story and like, oh, do you guys like this? Or like the fire thing, like the, uh, the, the slider. I, I know what I'm talking about. When you can like slide to say how much you like something. Put the fire emoji. Now, if there's like 10 people that's like putting a fire emoji under it, it's going to be sent to more people. Now I know, all right, 10 other people kind of vibing with this. More so if I do another one and the people like only two or three people interact with it, it's like, oh shit, maybe I should leave some less of that what's going on and more so like figuring out how to get these 10 people back. And kind of how you like explained in the beginning of the episode, it becomes trial and error. But at the same time, you want that interaction because that's what's going to be able to push the shit. And then once again, it makes people feel more involved. Also, you have to find creative ways to do that. Like, just posting a song all the time and then being, like, hot or not. Yeah. That doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that might work a few times, but it's not going to be every single song you post. You go hot or not. At some point, it's just like, yo, think of something different. Because I even feel like a lot of those pages that, you know, used to promote that type of content or that type of divisive question, like, is it hot or not, trash Mm -hmm. or whatever, you barely see any of those anymore because, number one, a lot of people weren't interacting on said pages about said music. And a lot, I think a lot of artists started picking up on it. Like, why am I paying this guy $50 to post my shit? 
and nobody's going to respond to it. And more than likely, it's going to be bots under it or people just saying it's trash. It's, it's, it's not a really good situation for anybody. Well, yeah, it's kind of, those things are kind of posted to get the trash response. Yeah, that's, that's, that's you know exactly what, I mean? what it's for. That's literally what it's made for. You know, um, we've talked about it in the past, but like those posts that are like, tag the hottest artist in New Jersey. Like those are just built so that they could make an email list or like a, a blast list so that they could post any material and send it to every person that they posted. Like for instance, I could have done that for the studio. I could have been like, tag the best artist in Passaic in Bergen County. And as a result of that, I could have taken down every single artist that they posted. Mm-hmm. And then I could have reached out to them and been like, hey, just so you know, there's a studio mm-hmm. that I run over in Passaic, New Jersey. We'd like to have a session with you. You should come in. Uh, first hour will be free. After that, it's blah, blah, blah. And it's just a marketing And And plan. like, yo, this is crazy. I'm just thinking about it now. Break down like the science behind that, right? You got this post and you having people interact. Regular people, because most of the time, who are the people who are commenting these artists' names? Friends, family members of said artists who are trying to get their artist, friend, family member put on. So that's or the that, artists themselves. Yeah, and that's that interaction piece. And that's where that interaction piece comes from where that now all of a sudden people are commenting this name. Now this one post is being sent out to more and more people. More and more people are putting the name, but it's the, really the interaction that's coming from inside. And then once again, that regular person, because like, people do this shit to me all the time. They'll tag me under like, yo, who's the hottest in New Jersey or whatever the case may be. And it's like, I know it's not doing nothing. They don't know that it's not doing anything, but they feel like they're being part of the journey and helping me find said posts. I do remember you not being in the know early on. I definitely did not you, know. And you thinking that that was a place for the support to come from. Yeah. And I remember having to reach out to you and be like, yo, just so you know, Don't this is shit. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very simple. It, this is exactly what they're doing. They're not trying to help you. You know what I mean? But and that, but that's the, like the, once again, that's the crazy part because it's like, it just kind of shows or reinforces what we're trying to explain. That it comes from the interaction of people not knowing what it exactly is, but they feel like they're part of the journey and they're helping you get there. So that interaction is kind of, you know, it's the, the, the reverse roles of it. And, why I bring up Bales doing the same thing is because, first off, Bales' journey of of like really understanding the industry is fairly recent. Past, I just be doing past shit. three years. Yeah, I just be doing right? shit. Yeah, like like. But <laughs> what's cool about that to me is that when someone gives the information to you and lets you know that this is why they're doing this, this is why this is happening, and you pick up on it. And you start to see it and you could spread that word to other people Mm -hmm. and you could let them know. Like, I hope that artists at home sit there and go, okay, now I get it. Mm -hmm. Now I won't be so quick to post my name under one of those posts because it's not doing anything for my career. You know what I mean? I think that, uh, I think it's cool to see people like, and, and I also think it's, it's cool for you to know that like, we're also learning in the process. I just be doing shit guys. We're also gaining (laughs) understanding in the process of, of like, doing this podcast like every time we learn something new we want to sit here and we want to talk about it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because like that's the cold shit about what we do it's it's just giving information Mm -hmm. like we're just trying to sit here and make sure that you guys are aware of the stuff that we're newly aware of yeah we'll go through the trials and we'll go through the fire and it's just like at the end of the day i look at everything that ever has happened as a learning experience or something that just opens my eyes up to something else within industry like i said like dig mentioned three years ago I was the same. I was oblivious to a lot of the business and shit. But once I started taking it more seriously, 
things just started to make sense. And it's like, that's how I end up started being able to sell merch. That's how I was able to start marketing my music. That's how I get the streams, how I get the videos. Like, all this shit just starts making more sense. And it's like, the more shit that you learn, the more deeper you want to get into the business side of things. You know, I'm still, you know, trying to get you guys to go, you know, be CEOs and all that stuff, A&Rs, but we're going to get to the episode like that eventually. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's the the cool shit. Like, learning the the business and growing with the business. And I think that what's cool about it is like, yo, there is a point in your music career where you sit there and you go, this shit's got to be luck. Or -hmm. like, yo, maybe one day it'll happen for me. It'll just happen. And the more you learn about the industry, you go, okay, it doesn't work like that. There's a lot of answers to all the questions. It's not like up in the air and just luck. It's not right place, right time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of answers to what you're trying to do. A lot of it is money. You know what I mean? A ton of it is just money. Money. The answer is money. Money. But knowing that there are answers to these questions that you have, knowing that there is actual information out there that you can just look up, Mm -hmm. like it's not, it's not unavailable. Knowing that you could read a book like an Ari Herstam book or like a, a Passman book and find out a lot about the industry that you were actually questioning yourself. Like, that's cool as fuck to me. And, and I think that the, the issue is that not enough artists are doing the research, mm-hmm. which is, if you're watching this, then you're not in that category. Where we need to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're watching this podcast and you have been, then you're obviously interested in the information. You're obviously interested in, in kind of knowing more about the industry and, and how it works. But there's a lot of artists out here that are just endlessly working on records and they don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of artists out here that are endlessly uh, putting out records and not promoting them. Mm-hmm. Endlessly uh, fucking thinking that if I keep on working on records, one of them will stick. And the truth of the matter is, that's not how it works. It just doesn't work like that. No matter what record you work on, there has to be some type of promotion. There's a well-orchestrated machine, well-orchestrated and oiled machine behind every single thing that you think just happens to happen there's no fucking smoke and mirrors about, about that there's there's a whole fucking thing well actually it is smoke and mirrors because they don't really tell you so much yeah. but look past the shit it's, it's really a lot of shit that goes you know on behind the scenes with just the smallest things and you once again it's so much easier to ignore relevant information or information that's hard to face or some shit that's like oh shit I'm never gonna be able to do that I can't accomplish that I have to still live in this dream world but honestly you know, within my practice of meditation, I've always, I've started to realize now, being a comfortable with what is in front of you and having acceptance of that kind of gets you to the goal more so than trying to go the opposite direction. of what It's definitely to be a done. smoother road. Smoother road. You know what I mean? It's not as bumpy. I wouldn't say that it gets you there any quicker. I would say that like just being comfortable with your position and, and being willing to learn mm-hmm. is a smoother road because there are answers to the questions. You will be able to figure out what you were looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, like what you were saying with the smoke and mirrors, I think that um, talking about interactive posts, right? You see posts like um, hottest records of the week and it'll be like a, the baby record, a Tory Lanez record, like all these different artists. And then at the end, it'll be like some artists you never heard of. It's random. Right? Random. And you look at that and you go, Oh, who's that guy? I've never heard of him. But you don't know that the whole time that's a marketing post. Mm-hmm. You don't know that that artist probably paid that page to, to do that. There. And by them doing that, 
say that page does have an audience, by them doing that, they just promoted that artist to however many followers. And in your head, they're getting added to like a hot new artist list. And they probably not even part of that list. Right. They're not. <laughs> they're just, they're just, not. They just, just paid some money. There. They paid some money. And that was the marketing post. So like when you said smoke and mirrors, it does make sense. A lot of it is smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the marketing that is out there and available smoke is and smoke and mirrors. Like it's it's a lot of people that are pretending like they're, you know, uh, bigging up an artist. And in reality, it's just a promotional thing, you know? Same with the, like I said before, with the artist, hottest artist in, in your city, hottest mm-hmm. artist in New Jersey. It's all just marketing, you know? And like, uh, you know, just thinking about it on like a bigger scale, um, we were talking about it off camera. Like when you think about the interaction, right? So, you know, we've seen that Chris Brown was charging like $1,000 to get like the pictures and the meeting greets when he was hugging, you know, and being a, just being around the fans. So making them feel like they're more part of whatever was going on at this big time. You know, he's built up a, a full brand beforehand, but... When you have people that's able to interact with those certain things, that's where the type of place that you can take it to. I know that Megan Thee Stallion tried it, and um, people kind of was like, she she didn't do it as well as Chris as far as like you know the interaction, the pictures and shit like that. But once again, that's what people are kind of looking for. They want to meet you, and some people will pay that fucking money to meet you. It's like they're meeting a celebrity for the first time. And if you're giving them, say, five ten minutes of your time, just having a conversation with them, taking pictures, that's interaction for them. They they want to be there for that. They they're going to pay the premium for that. They're going to want to pay money to, you know, have a percentage of your song, like, you know, L.A. Russell or Russell, what I can't think of which name it is. But people want to pay money to be part of what you have, but you have to be able to let them know that it's not just a dream. Like, you're selling them the dream, but they have to feel like it's real and that they're really connected to it. That's the only way it's going to become tangible or, like, uh, monetary gain from it. Yeah, even, like, a crowdfunding, uh, an yeah. album or something like that. If you get people to donate money towards your next project there's nothing wrong with that nope not at all but that project needs to come together because mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna lose a whole fan base so you better work on something that's actually like worthwhile you know what i mean but there's so many different ways to get people interacting with your art and to do that um being creative while doing it is an important thing as an artist and if you're an artist creativity should be one of your strong suits top you know what I mean? Like figuring out ways to get people incorporated, whether it is like, you know, funnier ways to go about promoting your music or whatever, whatever works Suits for you, you, you know, but like the music has to be promoted properly. It has to be able to like interactive posts might be as cold as you just making like a short video that draws people in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's too often that we try to be as simplistic as possible. And we try to make people interact with something that chances are if someone else posted it, you wouldn't interact with. Yeah. So that's an easy barrier of entry. Would I interact with this? You know, looking at something and going, would I, if I was to see this on my timeline, would I interact with it? And and it is crazy to say that because like I started to become more like cognizant or paying attention of what do I interact with and what I don't interact with because that kind of just shows me something about myself and it also just shows me something as far as like the consumer because you know a lot of times that we get so caught up in being artists 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 and trying to build things for ourselves we kind of forget what it's like to be a consumer even though you know we kind of listen to music and shit like that too but for the most part you don't look at an independent artist or those artists that's coming up like you would look at a signed artist because they have more access and they have more resources but when you start looking at other independent artists and how they're able to make creative ways and kind of do different shit 
you're just like, oh, wait a minute. This makes me actually want to interact with this. Let me try to do something similar or try to find a way to play this for me and see how it works out. It's it's always just so many things that you can just learn from not just only the people that are big, but also the people that are up and coming or trying to do the same thing that you're doing. You know, I have a, a quick example of great marketing. There is an artist out of Detroit named Young Rock. If you look up Young Rock's page, he does the most genius thing. And I hope that he doesn't want to keep this to himself. I don't think he does because he fucking posts it every day. Mm-hmm. But he does the most genius thing where he takes a video clip that's like one of those illusions. Mm-hmm. It'll be like someone doing some fucking shit with their, their fucking fingers on their face. And then they like flip their hands. And it's like, how the fuck they just do that? Mm-hmm. And it intrigues you. So you keep on watching it on loop. Meanwhile, he has his song looping in the background. Mm -hmm. So you're watching this video that like you're drawn to because it's an illusion and it keeps on looping. So you keep on staring at it. And the whole time his song is playing in the background. Why that's genius is because the whole goal is to just have people listening to you. It sounds like you get hypnotized by it. Well, you get hypnotized by the video. Yeah, exactly. Right. And with the song playing in the background, it's all just just psychological. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's genius. Very. And he's the first person I saw ever do that. You know, he's the first person that I saw actually play with the psychology of of someone viewing a post and having his song playing in the background. And now you're talking about shit because at the end of the day, a lot of this music shit, a lot of the marketing shit, it really is psychological stuff. So, like, if you really can understand the human behavior and understand how people react to certain things, what people like, what people don't like, and understand that audience, it's a lot of just psychology behind it. And labels know that. That's why, you know, when we talked about the last episode, you can make up an artificial intelligence and kind of just throw it out there. Because what the psychology says, put a nice beat on, say a bunch of shit that these these hot common words, people are going to like it no matter what. And a lot of, and you know, I've seen like a lot of artists or like a lot of people getting mad or upset about like the, uh, I think the Little Baby, the Drake and the DJ Khaled song, the uh, Staying Alive. To me, it wasn't the greatest record ever, but the shit still did crazy fucking numbers because it's like, honestly... They know exactly the psychology behind it. Oh and yeah, the psychology is throw Drake and Little Baby on it. It's going to do numbers. No, but, but also still. like the sample, <laughs> the sample based record where you're taking Staying a fucking alive, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it, it makes it's sense. The psychology is and that whole shit. album kind of had that. Like they yeah. had the party all the time record uh, with uh, Migos. Yeah, like that's okay. what I'll that was you. the that was the <laughs> the whole idea of it. But um, but yeah, dude. Like if you're sitting there and you're actually uh, creating interactive things and uh, with the Young Rock shit, like we just said before, how Instagram is kind to people who get a lot of views. If you're taking an illusion video and you're looping your record in the background and someone is drawn to it, so they they watch that clip on repeat and those bit. numbers run up, Instagram doesn't care what the content was. Instagram only cares that there's people viewing it and interacting with it. Mm-hmm. So if you could find a way, a creative way, that's one of them, right? And we're we're giving you that as a fucking an example, but also use it. Like things in music are meant to be used. If you see some shit that you think would work for you, use it. Don't don't care about the oh well, he's gonna think I'm biting him. Who gives a fuck? Just try like, some shit. Are we trying to are we trying to succeed here or are we trying to make sure everyone's happy? Like I on my end, like I think that if you see something that you think works, and we do it with flows all the time. Yeah. So we can't pretend like we're these noble people who don't take pieces from every person. Um, good artists uh, borrow, great artists steal. Steal, mm-hmm. right? So we're gonna sit here and we're going to find the most creative tactics, and we're gonna use those tactics, just like every fucking PR and marketing firm does. You know what I mean? They all 
use the same shit. They all do the same forms of marketing. So we got to do the same thing as artists. So like, if you do see creative shit, if you do see things that you think would bring your audience in, just use it. You know what I mean? Because if you see it's working for somebody else, it's more than likely could work for you if you know how to make it for your specific audience. Not everybody has the same audience, but that said audience may still want to see the same illusions but maybe with your song in the background. I also saw Joe Budden talking about um, his Instagram page the other day, and he was saying how, like, he was asking tech people why his following hasn't grown, and they told him, women women follow you. You don't market, you don't cater your page to women. Women want to see certain things. They want to see your family. They want to see your outfits. They want to see all those things, and, like, your page isn't catering to that. So if you wanted to grow your audience, knowing that it's a female audience, that interaction has to come from them. You have to cater to your female audience. Mm-hmm. Now take that and run with it. What is your audience? What is it constructed of? Is it male or is it female? If it's male, what do men like? What are men going to interact with? Mm-hmm. You know, if you wanted to say it's fucking um, men love basketball, so you take a clip like they do with uh, that Kanye song. Uh, father stretch my hands mm-hmm. you know they always take that song and play it in the background of someone about to like go off and yam a fucking ball mm-hmm. take your song and fucking put it in the place of that right like if it's a hard clip of someone dunking on someone's head and your song has a drop in it that would work with that then take your song put it over that video and use that literally for one of my the newest releases world when I literally was looking for a fucking video with the dudes with the fucking DJ bottle spinning I was like I remember that I know people are gonna remember it let me use this as a reference because I have that drop in that song and it's going to be something that could be nostalgic for some people and just like find it different ways. I also use the fucking, the uh, clip from like Twister when like the cow was fucking going around on like a world right. wind of 20. It's like, find this inter- interactive shit, try shit that works. I don't think it worked fully like I wanted it to work, but at the same time, it was still still me thinking outside the box and thinking of ideas like, okay, this could be interactive for somebody. Did you post it in your story or? In... I did a story reel. I did a TikTok. Oh, you did reel Yeah, I did well. everywhere. But okay. then I, I, you know, I hashtag movie scenes from the 90s. Somebody's going to see it. I, I got more likes on it than usual, so it worked technically, but, you know, grandiose expectations for shit, mm-hmm. you know? All right, guys, uh, be creative. Yeah, right? that's, that's it. That's you're, the... you're an artist. You can <laughs> yeah. be creative besides just the music. Get more creative with those things and get people interacting, get people involved, make people feel a part of the process. You guys hear it all the time. It's the hardest part sometimes to figure it out, but you can get to it. You got it. Uh, Rappers Got a Podcast. We're signing out. Diggy Metro. Bales Pagliacci. Peace out, guys.